Is it Hello? Working? Hi, do you, can you see and hear me? Hi. Is yes. It, oh, it's working. Oh. <laughs> ah, sweet. All right. Who is that? We're in business. We're in business. Yeah. So, hi. Okay, so I'm in I got really stressed out there for a while. That's okay. You know what? We could see and hear you perfect, so that was okay. All right. So I guess like what we do is we just start off from the top. We just kind of ask like how you got started in powerlifting, um, early mentors, who inspired you, stuff like that, regular stuff. And um, I know some of it because I actually run the IPF Instagram. And yeah. remember that Q&A you did for the IPF Instagram? That was yeah. me. That was me. So um, <laughs> I think you were saying you had been powerlifting three years, three or four years. You picked it up quick, right? Yeah, probably three, three and a half now. Which is crazy because you, you yeah. pick it up really fast. So how, yeah. did, you, how did you start powerlifting? Uh, well, I wasn't uh, doing any physical activity whatsoever. Really? Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> whatsoever? <laughs> no. I was uh, more of a party girl. Whoa, okay. <laughs> never been into sports, never did sports in my uh, up, uh, upbringing, uh, yeah. in my youth. Yeah. So uh, my, my sister wanted me to join her at the gym. Yeah. She thought it was time for me to get get some exercise. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that was uh, it? Yeah, uh, I found um, that I liked the uh, strength training. Uh, I, I, I wanted muscles from the start. Yeah. Uh, and I found a personal trainer, and uh, she was competing in bikini fitness. Yeah. Uh, but she helped me with the uh, squat and bench press and deadlift, like from the first time we uh, worked together. That's uh, good. Yeah, so I guess it's uh, kind of thanks to my sister and that uh, personal trainer uh, that I got started. And then, so then, did you end up with a powerlifting coach after that? Yes. Uh, I started training with the uh, personal trainer in March 2013. Okay. And uh, in uh, July, I was doing uh, 130 in squats, 130 kilos. Kilos, yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. That's quick, man. Okay. Yeah. And she was kind of small. She was a small girl, like a bikini girl. So she was um, basically basically saying she couldn't spot me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, this isn't safe for either one of us. No. Uh, <laughs> we have to see that, other people. <laughs> That's <yeah>. right. <laughs> And she was she was a really a good person too. She wanted me to develop, so she su suggested that I found a, find myself a powerlifting club, and uh, I picked the first one that I well the closest one. Yeah. And uh, I found uh, uh, I don't know if I would call him a trainer, but he was definitely my coach, uh, mascot Alquist. Yeah, uh, and I also met my current partner there, and he's been also helping me and coaching me since day one, basically. So okay. those two people, I would say, w uh, made a very big change uh, that, uh, that at that time. Yeah. So is yeah. so they compete. Um, this your head coach? He he competes and has like a big powerlifting and background, or. Uh, yeah, he's been into powerlifting for 30 years, I think, but okay. after a year and a half that I worked with him, he moved to Russia, so he's a, a strength trainer for a hockey team in Russia. Ah, see, that's, yeah. one, of, that's one of our rivals, Canada, Russia for hockey, and Sweden, <laughs> too. Wow, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. I think he's working <laughs> with Locomotive now. Okay. I think. Okay. Uh, so uh, Arvid Lind, my my partner, he took over the coaching part at that time. Uh, this was uh, in January this year. Okay. Uh, and I also started to do my own programming. Uh, uh, that was my next question. Uh, who yeah. does your programming? So you do? How does you? How do you, you? How do you do your programming? Is it like a one rep max RPE? How do you like to do it? Uh, well, I would call it that my training is auto-regulated. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I don't follow like RTS or anything. I just, I, I show up at training and I feel like, okay, how's my body feeling today? What do I need to do? 
what what uh, training block am I in? Am yeah. I doing volume? Am I doing tapering? Okay, um, okay, yeah, I yeah. Go from, yeah. So you do you'll come in there already knowing? Okay, this is a volume block. So will you yeah. will you already tell yourself I'm doing three sets of ten, or will you decide that day? You know what? Three sets of ten. Like how? <laughs> well, yeah, I've been doing it differently. Uh, like you said. Uh, I can start warming up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this today because this is how it feels. <laughs> <Already>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it usually turns out to be a, a pretty good session. Um, I don't need to like push myself very, very hard since I enjoy training so much. So I usually get in a good amount of volume anyways. Yeah. Uh, but uh, now the recent weeks I've been more structured and deciding beforehand. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I've been training for, what is it, three and a half years, so I think I need to try out different ways to do it. And you know, uh, so, okay, so, I just want to back <laughs> it up a second. It's so cr it boggles my mind that you've come so far in three and a half years. Like, you broke yeah. IPF world records in the Open. Um, yeah. So, how quickly did you become national champion? How quickly did you make it to the world championships? Like, this happened fast. Yeah, uh, my first year, um, I think, well, I started at this uh, powerlifting club in August, and uh, in April, I think it was in April, I did uh, 180 kilo squats. <laughs> Which is like a 400 pounds for American yes. friends, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but then I broke my rib. Whoa! During that spot. Okay, wow. <laughs> holy smokes. Okay. That's my uh, conclusion that things should not go that fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need more than muscles to power lift. Uh, so that was a big setback, and I had to uh, work a lot from. Uh, I, I had, it took a long time to heal. Yeah. And, um, well, in July, I, I think I'm getting the dates wrong now. I'm, I'm, I think I'm skipping a, a year here. <laughs> so that was your second uh, year then that you hit a four hundred. You let me correct myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. For a while, but my first national competition, I got the silver medal because the rib was uh, at the time I had that busted rib. Yeah. And then um, let me see, two thousand and thirteen August, uh, right? I busted two ribs. So the first rib was in October. <laughs> You sound like a boxer when you're talking about that. I had a broken rib going into the Nationals. Because <laughs> like, I had belt really high, like up here. Yeah. So I think when my form my form was probably really bad. I, have, I haven't seen any videos uh, on it, but I, I suppose I started, you know, like hanging over yeah, the belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I healed pretty quickly. I probably just a small bruise the first time. And then the second time, it was a, a, a bigger bruise or like a crack. I don't know what you call it in yeah, English. Yeah. In yeah. April, I got, I was in a lot of pain, and uh, but I managed to win the silver medal in July after that. I got you. So did you, did you go to the IPF Worlds that year, or was it the next year that was your first IPF Worlds? Two, 2015 was my first, first Worlds. Okay. And then... Yeah. When you broke your first IPF world record, how long had you been squatting? Because it was a squat that you broke the world record, right? Yes, that was at the European Championships 2016 in March. Um, so like three years and you broke a world record? Yeah. Whoa, that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. So would that be, which probably your biggest, is that your biggest accomplishment you think? Is that world record? Um, yeah, I think so, because I was having such a good feeling doing it. I, I've been doing bigger numbers in training, um, but the feeling at the time was, it was, uh, I had a really positive mindset, uh, yeah. I had the best kind of people around me, and I had just put a really good training period behind me, uh, so I think I was uh, feeling very, very confident and uh, happy and just yeah. pleased in general with everything so I, I the moment is uh, it was a good moment but yeah. 
I think my biggest accomplishment was the first uh, bronze medal I won at the first championship, world championships in 2015 because that was that I worked so hard uh, to get over my anxiety about competing. Yeah. For that meet, so I was very I, I was so proud of myself for just being able to stand there at all. I mean, it must so. be it must be a lot of anxiety just because a lot of people when they get to the level that you're at, it can take yeah. some people 10 years. And for you yeah. to do it so quickly, and all of a sudden, well, there's Kimberly Walford, or there's yeah. like you know whoever you're going against, like holy smokes, and um, and you weren't just there just to compete. You were actually out squatting like the best of the best. Like you were outlifting yeah. some of the best in the world. So it would be like, whoa, this happened quick. Yeah. You know, like yeah. overnight almost, right? Absolutely. Not, yeah. Do you, I had it. I had huge expectations on myself, uh, especially that first two, uh, a year and a half, uh, two, 2014 and 15 was, it was kind of a difficult time for me. I, I see myself as a novice, but still wanting to, you know, compete against the best, like you say. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very reasonable when you think about it. So uh, I've had to work a lot to adjust that expectation. Uh, yeah. What are, what are some of your future expectations? Because you're young, and looking in the rest of your division, I mean, Kimberly's in her prime right now, and Kimberly's, yeah. like, super strong, but she's, yeah. um, I think she's born in 78, so yeah. she's a good 10 years older than you, and, uh, like, yeah. she can't be on top forever, right? And you're, you're entering your prime? Yeah. Wow, well, maybe she will be on top. Who knows? I, I don't know, but... Yeah, I wouldn't. But what are some of your, some 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 of your goals? I want, I want. She liked my photo on Instagram today. I was like squealing. Yeah. So do you, do you look up to her or is she like a, a competitive rival? No, I don't see her as a rival. I see her as a, more of a, a an idol. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what's yeah. it like to compete against an idol though? Is it kind of mixed emotions? Because you gotta you got to try to beat her sometimes, right? So... Well, uh, what I've been trying to do, uh, competing so far, is to think only of myself at the meets. I, yeah. I don't, well, the coach, uh, he's the one in Russia, he still coaches the national team. Uh, he won't even let me see the other people lift, which is a good idea, I think. Yeah, it is. It is a good idea. I think so, so too. I, I, I go to a meet and I have, a, I have a plan for myself and I stick to it, so I don't yeah. like, look at the other people's numbers. And, uh, because that would probably, that uh, wouldn't work very well for me. It can, <laughs> it can get in your head, right? It can get in your yeah. head. Um, you know, it's so when I when I pulled my last deadlift, uh, the two times Kimberly been been at the same meet, I pull my last deadlift and then I run to see hers. And like, yeah, yeah. And, and you <laughs> know what? It's funny because um, you're saying Kimberly's an idol of yours. You'll like what she says about you in our interview. She thinks highly really? of you. She give you props. She thinks highly of you. Yeah, 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 for sure. So you'll like it. You'll like it. <laughs> So, <laughs> so what do you think are some of your future goals? Like this year, obviously, the World Championships more than likely. Um, yes. And you have, so you've broken a world record. You won gold medal in the squat. Um, yes. what, what was your best medal in terms of the three, the three lift? Is it you got a silver in the last one, was it? Uh, yes, uh, silver overall. Yeah. So the, yeah. the only thing really left is that gold medal, right? Isn't that the only one left for you? You've done it all so quickly. You gotta keep marching forward, right? I think uh, Kimberly has like 40 kilos on me in the total. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know, 40 kilos sounds like uh, it's a lot. years of training to me. <laughs> how, how old are you? 27. 27. So yeah. you're Yeah, so you're about 10 years younger. You got plenty yeah. of time plenty of time ago. Is there other yeah. people that you're watching that you see coming up that you think, oh, I better keep my eye on this person? Uh, well, there's always going to be um, those kind of uh, aspiring lifters and uh, of course there's a lot of talents around in the world uh, and uh, I see powerlifting, is a, especially the raw division, is a growing sport. Yeah. Uh, in Sweden it's it's been exploding for the last uh, few years. So absolutely, uh, the competition is probably just going to get harder. Hard. Uh, but when, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go on. 
Yeah, but like I said, uh, the same thing, the same focus that I have in the meets to only seek my own uh, results. I think it applies to training as well, mm -hmm. uh, to be able to, you know, enjoy training for something that I do for the sake of myself mm -hmm. and my own well-being and all that stuff. <laughs> I think uh, it motivates me more to just see to my own progress and not look so much at other people. They say, like a lot of sports guys say, um, the best way to alleviate stress and anxiety is focus what you have control on. And you only have yeah. control over what you do. You don't have control yeah. over what anybody else does. So if you worry too much about other people, you put stress yeah. that, I mean, you can't, there's nothing you can do about that anyways, right? Yeah. Do you, do you, feel, do you feel much pressure from the, like, your your country and from, like, the town you're in and stuff like that? Because Sweden's actually pretty strong, Sophia Law. Yeah. You guys are turning into a powerlifting nation now. Yeah, yeah, we have uh, some absolutely talented lifters, especially on the uh, uh, women's side. Uh, yeah. We did uh, very well on the past few international uh, Raw championships that we entered as a national team. Uh, I've just been spending the weekend with the national team doing some physical evaluations together. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Do you train with Sofia often, or like how close are you guys in Sweden? Well, she used to live in Gothenburg, where I live. Uh, she was training at the club when I started powerlifting. She was already uh, that helps. really far ahead in her progression. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but now she lives uh, in a, another city that is kind of close by. So I, I talked to her on the phone earlier today. <laughs> I talked to her a lot. Uh, but we don't really have that much time to see each other and train together, but that is definitely uh, beneficial. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. You got one yeah. of the best in the world as a training partner. That's got to help, yeah. right? Absolutely. And does it help a little bit of confidence when you show up as a team and you got people like S Sophia Loft and she's got you? It's almost, it helps a little bit, right? Yeah, sure, it does. Uh, since I'm a nervous wreck during the <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I, I just sit on my chair and I repeat to myself, like, this is fun, this is fun. <laughs> I like this, I like this. I like this, I like this. Yeah. Uh, Sophia has been one of the people who's been helping me a lot to just relax and have fun. Uh, I ask her, like, can you please just joke a bit with me? So, you know, make me just relax. And she's been... Uh, She's been helping helping out uh, a lot. Yeah. Do you have to do you have to cut weight to get into your weight class leading into competitions or or no, not really? Do you have to like uh, water load or anything? Well, right now I'm currently at seventy two kilos or around. Yeah. But when you start uh, increasing the intensity, uh, I've I found that the body seems to gain <laughs> a lot uh, water. I suppose. Yeah. So uh, I always get really stressed up, stressed out about that, because yeah. then I will usually go up to maybe 74, uh, and I think I have to go on a diet every time, uh, <laughs> and then I start tapering and I lose it. So yeah. uh, I just need to get that in my head. Because so that, that's not too bad. Because um, 74 yeah. kilos, just two kilo would would be like worst case scenario. Two kilo of water is not too bad. Nah. Yeah. Uh, do you fine. have a pretty strict diet? Yeah. Do you do you? Do you count macros? Uh, <laughs> Whoa, no, okay. <laughs> I guess not. Okay, that's good. Cool. Nice. No, I ate chicken today, chicken and uh, spinach. Okay. So, uh, no, it's pretty strict. It's not strict that uh, in the that way that I count macros, but I, I just try to feel good I suppose I like vegetables so they're a big part of my diet because I uh, think they're pink <laughs> I, I hate vegetables I have to force myself to eat a vegetable like really? for, oh man my girlfriend's got to hide it in my food like I'm a kid <laughs> terrible if it's up to me I, I count my macros on my fitness pal and my girlfriend will be at work checking my my macros like you eat like cookies and potato and that's it like you peanut butter there's not a vegetable in sight yeah I'm terrible well if it fits my macros. If it fits my macros. That's what I said. It fits my macros. <laughs> like, yeah. Does it help you uh, that 
So you, when you say your partner, did you mean uh, your boyfriend? That's your boyfriend then? Yes. Okay. So does it help? I know for myself, my girlfriend powerlifts as well, and it helps huge when you're training. They're totally yeah. on board and they know your goals. They understand how much it goes into Because you train, how often, like how many days a week do you train? Uh, five, I guess, four or five, um, usually, yeah. And like, Maybe three. What? <laughs> <laughs> three, really? And like, and like two hour sessions? Uh, three, I would say more two and a half or three hours. Whoa, those are huge. There's a lot of, uh, you know, talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hanging out? Okay. I probably could do it in two, but kind of <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> Nice. So do yeah. you train uh, with your boyfriend? Like, is he your chief training partner? Yeah. Uh, well, usually. Uh, and it depends because we are both students and it uh, depends on how much uh, work we have to do and stuff like that. Um, he... Uh, he since he's coaching me now. I always discuss my training with him like yeah. every day. So uh, we uh, that discussion is always going on. Um, yeah. And um, well, he has the same intensity as I have when training. So uh, I'm very inspired by him, uh, of course. And uh, he has the uh, un the university studies. Uh, of uh, sports performance behind ah. him, so I kept this contest. So, ah, okay, yeah, yeah. And he's been doing this for I think uh, since he was like six years old. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah, soccer, uh, track and field, and powerlifting. So uh, I trust his judgment. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Does he handle you? Was that, did I even answer your question? No, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> you did. You did. Does he? Uh, okay. Randy was just saying. Does he handle you at meets, or do you have like a? How do you do? Who handles you at meets? And at the He's, worlds too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Sweden team has uh, two designated coaches: Carolina um, uh, Arvidsson and Maskot Alk. Alquist. Uh, so uh, that is for the, uh, the the board. I don't know what you call it uh, to decide who has that uh, that job. But the past three competitions internationally, I've been at. It's been uh, mascot Alquist who helped me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he would be. Um, I guess if he trains with you and and, and programs, he really has a really good idea of where your capabilities are. And, yeah, and he knows if you're getting close to the limit, if you got a lot more in the tank, it helps, yeah. right? Yeah. It also, I think, helps uh, any coach that I my numbers are so high in training that I usually know, like, uh, it's not a lot of guesswork. Yeah. I know done, and I'm usually about uh, capable of doing it again yeah. if I've done training. So. so do you like to go um, heavy in training, like in terms of heavy singles and stuff? Uh, well, I love it, but <laughs> but uh, I mean, I have to hold back as well, naturally. Uh, yeah. There needs to be some kind of plan to yeah. some, some build up as well. Um, yeah, yeah. But during tapering, I, I like to make sure that I've tried some of the numbers I want to do in the meet at least a few times. Yeah. Um, so yeah. what what do you think, looking at this year that's passed, we asked pretty much everybody we interview, what do you think was the biggest event in powerlifting in general? If you had to pick one event that you're like, whoa. Uh, wow, okay, for me personally, uh, I don't know if it's for the sport, but for me personally, it was seeing Ana Rosa Castellan at the Worlds in Texas. Yeah. Uh, in competing in the 84 minus 84 kilo class, and that came uh, right down to the last deadlift, right? Yes. You know uh, what? Like I think she bombed her second. Yeah. And then raced it for yeah. the third. She got it and she won. So, so well, she's been a huge inspiration to me as well. So I was really happy for her. Yeah. She seeing her win that gold. You know what? Uh, give me your take, your opinion on this, okay? But there are some people who think that. She failed her second on purpose, so that um, the other the other woman would wouldn't go too heavy on her third, thinking, "Oh, I got this," and then she rose her third, going, "I I played you, come out uh, and hit it." What do you think? Do you think like that? Be if that's the truth?
That's crazy smart and really risky, but that's an amazing story if it's true. Well, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But says that she's a very experienced lifter, so I, know. I guess she would, she would be able to do it, I suppose. But didn't it look pretty shaky in the second and the third? It, uh, the third was for sure like, shaky. The, the motions that the, you get when it when you're close to your max. Yeah, the I third the third absolutely was a fight. There's no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. See, I don't. I you hear because she like, got in the silver silver anyway, wouldn't she? So yeah, I she, suppose we're going for a gold. She was going for that gold, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. all in anyway, so. She was all in. She's a lion. She's going out with a fight. She's going out with a fight. Yeah. And that third deadlift was like a crazy big pull. Yeah, her hips shook like she was dancing on that platform. Yeah. It was good, yeah. Amazing. I think the roof raised a bit from the other. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big one. Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree with that. And um, so now she moved up a weight class. And she was in your weight class previously, right? I think she moved up because she was coaching uh, the 63, 63 weight class um, that competed at the same time as the 72. Yeah. So she had to step in as a coach. Yeah. Uh, therefore, she was in the 84 because she weighed in at 74 kilos, I think, or something like that. <laughs> so that's why she moved up. That's yeah. a hell of a coach. I'll take one yeah. for the team. I'll move up. You're yeah. good. I'll yeah. move up a weight class. Like wow, yeah. that's well. It worked out. All's well that ends well, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know her plans. I can't speak for her. But I. I don't think she's going up in the eighty-four permanently. Permanently. Seventy-four kilos really light for eighty-four. But yeah, but yeah. when you win one and now you're the champ, it's kind of tempting, right? It's, it makes it big. <laughs> uh, we'll have to see, I guess. Yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, so you, you were talking about how raw really exploded with uh, in Sweden. Is it really big in Europe? See, over here in North America, before the IPF went raw, powerlifting was kind of like not even many people even knew powerlifting. And as soon as it went unequipped and raw, boom, yeah. exploded yeah. over here in North America. Is that happening yeah. over there in Europe? Because we're told equipped is still pretty popular in Europe, right? Um. Yeah. Um. I, I, and this is a bit embarrassing, but I don't know that much about equipped. So I don't keep myself updated with yeah, that yeah, yeah. positive source. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's kind of decreasing in numbers of competitors. I think. Yeah. Uh, but also, um, I think if you look at the female female section of lifters. Um, that, that seems to be a big reason why it's been exploding as well. Oh, uh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. There's so there's a lot more people doing it. So, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. And the talent pool is so much bigger now. Yeah, I mean, there's absolutely. There's so many more people powerlifting nowadays. Yeah. And I guess if you don't if you don't use Equip, you can just... Um, since I never used Equip, I'm talking about something I don't know here, so you have to... <laughs> Excuse me for that, but I suppose you need a team around you in a different way. Yeah, to help you, you more. Wrap, wrap your knees, get your shirt yeah. on, stuff like that. Yeah, so well, the easier raw, for people who have just been going to the gym to get into the sport. Yeah, the raw, the raw is a lot easier to get into. It's expensive yeah. to get into the equipped. Like yeah, you got to spend money. you got to spend a lot more money. you got to find a team. you got to learn the equipment. There's barriers, right? Yeah, exactly. And if you live in a country like Sweden where... In, in the northern parts where the clubs are far far from each other uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that could be a big problem for some people I guess yeah yeah need. that's true yeah. um just take a look at some of our questions you got any there Randy that you want to oh do you do here's a question I got do you do any partial movements where you dead, I've, I've seen you deadlift from blocks do you do yeah. like do you do often block pulls um, partials for bench press where you do like to boards and stuff like that yeah, um, I, the reason I've been doing block pulls is mostly because I wanted to hold more weight in my hands. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think I'm doing them wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why do you say that? <laughs> well, I don't know if you've seen my starting position in the deadlift. I, like, move uh, up and down with my with my legs a bit. Yeah. 
uh, and I when it gets heavy in the block pulls, I do the same. So I guess I'm I start lifting at the wrong position, so I don't really get that complement complementary exercise that I should be getting because I'm yeah. just doing like short deadlifts. It does change up because it's it's the equivalent of starting at your knees. And you yeah. do that hip pump to get it off the floor, but yeah, 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 I yeah. know what you mean. Yeah. It's so different. I should be doing it right by starting from a stiff position, I suppose, because uh, I find that block posts are more difficult than deadlifts, so I guess that is my probably my weaker point, the, lock, the lockouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I what, <laughs> do, you, uh, do you do boards for bench press? No, uh, I don't. Uh, I've been thinking about um, adding some blocks to my bench um, for for the, for the lockout. Um, the squats, I don't use any partial movements at all. I just squat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, That's, that was my other question, is if you did any partials of squats. Not even no. just to feel a lot of weight on your back, no? I did it once uh, two years ago or two times. I, I went out when with the 210 kilos. Uh, just did some quarter squats to feel, feel, feel how. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It felt amazing, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, so that might uh, that was intri intriguing for the equipped future of my lifting, but. Um, I also got some pain in my neck afterwards, so I don't know if maybe it was a too heavy load. Yeah. To, to, I guess. Uh, I haven't been doing it since. I don't feel like I need it really, because I haven't really hit a plateau yet in yeah. any of my three lifts, um, thankfully, but I guess yeah, it yeah. will come sooner or later and then I'll have to start looking at these things more closely. Yeah, yeah. very true. Do you think social media has a positive or negative effect on powerlifting? Uh, good question. Uh, mostly positive, I think. Speaking of, if we, if we want more members to the community, it's uh, definitely uh, definitely inspiring. And uh, you, the more you see something, uh, I guess the more you want to do it. I suppose. Who, who do you uh, Who do you follow on social media? Uh, everyone. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anybody you find exciting to watch, man or woman, or do you follow mostly people in your weight class? Yeah. Uh, no, both. Uh, but I'm, I guess I mostly find it interesting to watch people who train with the, sort of the same intensity as I do. Yeah. Uh, because it's re it's relatable, uh, and I like to see uh, emotion and passion in lifting. And uh, the more people, uh, sh uh, well, if people show that on social media, I think it's uh, that's great. I think. Yeah. Is there anyone in particular that you like to follow on social media that inspires uh, you? Yeah. Well, we were talking about Kimberly here, of yeah, course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, Anna Rosa as well. Uh, I also like to follow, you know, like Brett Gibbs. I like how he's very uh, it's, um, educational. The uh, way yeah, yeah, yeah. Structure. Uh, yeah. Like. Um, yeah. Top of my mind that I can think of. Because they have uh, one thing that I follow every IPF lifter that has Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people too, they start like scouting. If you know you got a competition coming up, everybody does it. You'll check on the Instagram, like, where are they at? Yeah. How are they doing? <laughs> you know? So sometimes yeah. you got to be careful what you put on there because somebody's watching. You know, Kimberly yeah. actually said she checks everybody's Instagram leading into a competition. She probably checks you. Yeah, that's probably checking <laughs> her, so... <laughs> that's right, why? that's right, there you go. Usually, uh, the months or weeks leading up to meet, uh, I start to get more careful for my own sake, so that I don't, you know, like, bury myself in other people's results. Yeah. Uh, uh, they are usually uh, some difficult weeks for me mentally, like, I get pretty stressed out, and uh, the focus needs to be really, really clear. Yeah. So, uh, and here's another I, thing. I think it's a balance, like inspiring or depressing, yeah, <laughs> or inspiring or intimidating. It, it can intimidate you. And here's another yeah. thing. A lot of times, too, we've talked about it. Um, some people do certain things in the gym, but that's before they cut weight. That's before yeah. like a lot of things. So it doesn't like it, it can be a whole different ball game once you hit the platform. And you can yeah. intimidate yourself needlessly, right? It's different. So sometimes yeah. it's better just don't even worry about that, right? 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you got any more questions, Randy? Is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? Sponsors? Anyone like that that you'd like to uh, say thank you to? Oh, yeah. You got sponsors you want to say thanks to? Or anyone you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, sure. I have the best sponsor. Uh, <laughs> I bet in- you do. <laughs> <laughs> they are, though. They are. Okay. It's a Swedish brand, so uh, I don't think they do uh, international shipping, but if they're in <laughs> Sweden watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, I, I, I only train in, uh, it's the only brand I have. Tingere, it says Tingere on every t-shirt I wear on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> it's not a secret that I am very fond of my sponsor. <laughs> uh, and do you do any online coaching? Yourself? No, no. I've been getting a lot of questions lately. I think because uh, my Instagram is getting bigger, so yeah. that's natural that people are contacting me. But I don't feel like I have the experience for that yet, so I'm just doing the declining. Yeah. Do you think you will? You think you might in the future, in like a couple of years, maybe? Or yeah, sure. Uh, well, when I'm helping friends, uh, I mean, I really, really like it. I love to see other other people lift and give their all and. Uh, I like to talk about lifting. I like to talk about myself lifting. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, definitely something I would like, to, you know, get uh, good at uh, explaining to other people. But I feel like I have some more trial and errors to do before I can tell other people what to do. So, and we'll that's see. super refreshing because, like, you're you've broken world records, got gold medals at the IPF Worlds for in the squat, and you see other people have like two powerlifting competitions and then post, "I'm taking on clients." Who wants it, right? Uh, yeah, well, it's uh, you can have some opinions about that. <laughs> uh, they might be talented at, uh, uh, you know, like delivering the knowledge. That's true. Uh, too. That's, that's true. a talent too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We have some people at our club that are really, really good at explaining to beginners what to do. Yeah. Because I get frustrated. Like, can't you just pull harder? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. But. Okay. Uh, that's a different talent, I guess. Um, but yeah. 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 Okay. Well, um, unless I think, is there anything else you'd like to throw out there yourself? Uh, well, I've been talking a lot about uh, my the expectations I had about myself my first year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and we were talking about beginners now. Uh, I guess I just like to say that maybe. A little more patience and try to have fun would be a good tip for everyone. That's not a bad tip <laughs> at all. And focus on yourself a yeah, lot more. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Much appreciated. You, you're a really yeah, good interview. You Your English is good. Your English is really thank good. You. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, no need for an interpreter. Are really hard. Like my tongue feels like it's twisting itself. So. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, we can't even tell. You, you, it was really good. Well, thank you so much. Thank you very much, and we'll be in contact. Good luck with your next competition and thank at the you. World Championships. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you for having me. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Well, she was. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it was it's cool that uh, she's very humble. Yeah. Extremely humble. What I liked about that interview was she really enjoys powerlifting. Like she, the pressure of powerlifting isn't on her as much as just enjoying doing it. And, and you wonder. And that's why, refreshing. You wonder why maybe that's why she's so good is because she yeah. did, she's not putting the pressure on. She's going out and just loving life. Yeah, yeah. Like that's and and it's like because you talk to other powerlifting champions and um, they're extremely competitive, like uber competitive, and you get the feeling when she's just walking in there just like if. It, she'll probably get the most out of herself because she takes that stress off, right? Yeah. In terms of like, man, I mean, she's not doing the coaching. She's not doing that stuff. So she gets to compete just in powerlifting. Yeah. Like she's taken all that other stuff off her and focused on her what she said her schooling and then her her. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. That's how you gotta approach it. Yeah. And it's like it's crazy how the more interviews we do, the more you see a huge contrast in people. Yeah. In their styles and how they approach the game and everything. Yeah. She she, she was. Very humble and, and laid back. Yeah, and super. Like I said, it was it was refreshing to see because she was just loving life. Like, you, you know what? It's crazy because if you watch her videos on Instagram, she's a freaking intense. Intense. Oh, I yeah. thought she was uh, like she grinds her teeth. Oh yeah, you like, grind the teeth. You see her screaming and hollering through squats. Yeah, like, that's cool. Yeah, like it's. So I thought she was gonna be uh, intense, but she was uh, laid back. Yeah. Although she did say she's like, man, you know, if I was coaching you, man, I get frustrated. Yeah. I'm like, really. 
But uh, but I can I can see that with some people though too. It, it's what she said, and it, and I believe that it is part of delivery, right? Like some people can be coaches, some people can be lifters, some people can't be both. Like yeah. And I think with her intensity and what she does, she just expects more from people. Like she's probably telling That's them, probably, yeah, yeah. quit your wine and just lift that shit. That's right. You know what I mean? That's what like, she does. Yeah. And also, like, look, at, I want to explain this three ways from Saturday yeah. to get it done because yeah. she learned very very quickly, like within. Three years, and that's I mean that's insane. But that might that, that might be hard to coach too, because when you when you have some people that work their ass off to get to a certain point or to get the form down, and then you have someone like her who comes in one year in and starts starts smoking national records world, and world records, like world records, yeah, two years in with a broken rib, and then two. <laughs> like, that's crazy. I love how she fluffed that up. I had a broken rib. I just took a silver. Yeah. Damn, man, what are you a boxer? Yeah, broken rib, and then a couple months later, I broke the other rib. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and she's also so she kind of um, like she bigs up Kimberly and you got it Kimberly's yeah. a freaking legend but she is like it, it, well I guess because she's 27 right so looking ahead to the future she's definitely got to be thinking she could be in line for a gold medal eventually Kimberly can't be champ forever well but so well, well we don't know powerlifting like, we don't know David Riggs like I keep saying David Riggs we don't right. know yeah. I mean and Kimberly's Kimberly is Kimberly, she, she's not slowing down. I was just going to say, she's not slowing down. I mean, she, 37, she's getting, 38 powerlifting, you're still a kid. She's getting close to she's getting close to rolling up on Masters, but I don't think she has any intentions of no, doing it. You no. know, if she does, she'll still be smashing open records, so yeah, it doesn't yeah, make yeah. a difference. Yeah, like, yeah. She won't do Masters in, until she's forced into it. Yeah. I don't think she, she, she could easily, like Jen Thompson's 43 winning the Open, and she, she's not going to go to Masters if she doesn't yeah. have to. Um, but, and, but she's also a, a telltale warning of, you don't know. Like, she's 27. And it's like, okay, looking ahead, I could be, you know, move into this position. The thing is, like, looking ahead, who knows when another Isabella Fuentes jumps out of nowhere. Von Weisenberg, sorry, jumps out of nowhere, and all of a sudden it's like, who's this person? Like, she came in within three years smashing world records. Who's to say three years from now there's not another Isabella Von Weisenberg who just well, there, emerges from the pack? We see some of them 72 juniors flying through their last year and clean. I mean, there's one from Canada that's coming Jessica through. There. Jessica Butter, Butter, yeah. She's coming through, and I mean, none of her lifts are small. Like, she's coming no. in, she's got a big dead, she's got a hefty squad. And, this is where we get to be a little biased, but a she's little a bit, world... This isn't even biased. No. She's the world champion 72... At 21. At 21. So two, she's young. Two years left in juniors to, to get her numbers up and see where she yeah. goes. So and she's going to hit the ground running. If she stays with it, I mean, and stays in that weight class, I definitely think when she hits 20, in her mid-20s, there's some people going to keep we, an eye on her. We got we to get um, Jessica in here. Yeah. And she's a deadlifter, too. Yeah. It was her world record? No, no, it wasn't open. It was a junior world record. Kimberly's got that open world yeah, record. She had a junior up. world record of, of 455 pounds. Yeah, I mean, her, her squat was sitting just under 400 pounds. Her yeah. bench was just under two. Like she's, she's 21. 21. Like, those are competitive numbers for her. For even the open. Talking about cutting weight, you see how much weight Jessica Butner. She's a huge seventy-two. She's yeah. she's jacked, ripped up. She was ripped up, but she was abs. She was jacked at one hundred and seventy some pounds. Yes, twenty pounds four weeks out, and was she had abs. Up. She had abs twenty pounds over. Yeah. So she's like this. Is, we gotta actually get her on here and see how she does her water. Yeah. Because she obviously does the water well. Because she she performed and won the IPF World Championship. And not only that, but like. I mean, we follow her on Instagram. We've seen some of her stuff, but I mean, it doesn't look like she like she eats what she wants, does what she wants. I'm sure she she really starts tracking and doing things coming into it. But yeah, we'll see. She's but yeah, that, that twenty pound cut when she showed that that was amazing. Like, I was, was shocked, man. Eight weeks or four weeks or and something. twenty pound cut uh, for her for her size. Like if you're two twenty and, and cut twenty pounds and break records. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, and had a wicked day. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like yeah. Cut twenty pounds, had a shitty day. I remember watching her deadlift when she walked out there. She smiled at the crowd, reached down and pulled it. Like, yeah. and I remember you commentating saying. I wonder if she's going to do small jumps here because I think her opening deadlift was a hundred pounds over almost everyone else's opening. Yeah, like, it was insane the difference. Yeah, I, I, and I'm gonna get props right now. You said there's a girl down there, there's a Canadian. Watch out for her, Jessica Butner. And I yeah. was like, all right, all right, whatever. I wasn't, I wasn't super watching. And then I texted you right after she won the world championships, and I was commenting, yeah. "Dude, there's a girl down here, Jessica Butner." <laughs> You're like, no shit, man. I told you, watch out. Well, it was funny because I was watching and I seen that, like, her second competition, she broke every national junior record in Canada. Her second for all three lifts. She took it. And then her third attempt on her deadlift would have been a world record attempt, but it wouldn't have counted because it was only a national event. 
but she pulled it to her knees, and I'm like, for sure she's going to yeah, pull yeah. this in Worlds. If she got it that far, six yeah. months later, she's pulling this. Their like, progress is going to be huge. Yeah. It'll be, like, it'll be, this is a few years down the road, but yeah. when Jessica rolls up, if she decides to stay juniors, that's the thing, too. I mean, yeah. she could be the she could be the next John Hack. Yeah. Screw it. A lot of these people are like, no, man, it's right now. I'm ready now. Yeah. I don't, I don't got to wait. And especially if you already won the juniors. Yeah. And you're looking up. Won the, the only, juniors and broke records. I mean, what do you get left? Like, yeah. I mean, Hack, Hack knew when he went in there, he had no competition. And if he won the juniors, he's not the John <laughs> Hack we're talking about now. No. And winning the Open is so much bigger than winning the juniors, obviously. Yeah. But the only reason why I think she might stay juniors, fucking Kimberly Waffle. That's intimidating. She's you're walking in there with Mike Tyson. You, you wait, like like if she waits, Kimberly's. Um, I think so. I'm thinking she's born in '78. I think she's one year older than me. I'm major myself right now. But so if she waits. She's 21. She's got another two years in the juniors. Comes in when Kimberly's 40. She might be like, hey, maybe now. Maybe now the queen's ready to to be taken. And it, it makes me wonder with these two here that we both interviewed is that. I wonder if Butner is on her radar. Like, I wonder if they're keeping an eye on her. I mean, neither, you know, neither, Kimberly didn't say nothing, but neither, she's, a, she's competitive. Yeah, neither one of us said anything, but I, I mean, I'm sure they looked at her at 21 years old and went, huh. Hmm. Like, she's hmm. she's putting up some solid numbers. And, and Butner is a deadlift girl. I mean, she's yeah. she's a deadlifter. She's, her her subtotal is there, but she's a deadlifter. Yeah, no, no, for sure. That's that's the big that's yeah. the big lift. No, I, I, I'd be shocked. Like, I, for sure, Kimberly said, you know. You know, like all your other competitors. Like, you might not, she's a couple of years off, so she's maybe not like worried about her or anything, but yeah. she's aware. She, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure, like, you when you go to the worlds and you're in the open, you're going to look, wow, what, what did the juniors hit? How close are they? Is there somebody, oh, she's 21, she's probably, like, you're going to be aware. Well, there's definitely, you see some of these juniors coming through that are hitting numbers. I mean, like, that Joseph Penn, hitting an 800 yeah, yeah, pound yeah. squad at 17. I mean, yeah. some of the, you got to keep an eye on some of these yeah. guys, guys and girls coming through. So, And even uh, the, the freaking Masters, man. You got people like David, not just David Rickson, he's turned into our George Foreman, yeah. where you use him as a barometer like this guy. But there's other people like Jen Thompson, 43. Yeah. She's like, the hell with the Masters, I'm, I'm competing in the Open because I can't. Well, and I mean, like, no, it's the best pound for pound bench in the world. I mean, I, see, I seen her Instagram the other day, she posted like 15 certificates she got for different bench press things. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know. She's probably the best bencher, man or woman. Got to be pretty up A damn up there, and yeah. she's in the discussion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I was impressed, uh, Isabel, and also she was a little hesitant about English. Man, I didn't see no, no, it was no half stepping with that. No, she speaks better English than I do. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably better than both of us. But she was, what I liked, I said, was just she was so happy. Like she just, you can tell she loves it. And, and I mean, I guess I would too. Three years in breaking world records. Yeah. <laughs> like, How like, better are you like, gonna be? Like, you haven't gone through any better times <laughs> yet, man. She's got the whole world in front of her. Yeah. She was like, let me try this. This sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. I broke a world record. How do you like that? Yeah, my, my trainer said I need to pass you on because I can't spot you. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> That's pretty good. She was tiny. <laughs> yeah. And um, Isabella, I think it probably helps huge that her boyfriend's actually um, into powerlifting more yeah. than just into, but they train. I know, like, I can speak for myself. I date a girl who's um, who I coach, and she's into powerlifting. We, she's my macro coach. I'm her powerlifting coach. And freaking we go home, we talk about our lifts. Yeah. We have workout dates at the gym. Like, it's huge, man. And before that, several relationships. Let me just add, talk like I'm a player here for a second. But no. <laughs> no, but honestly, you get in relationships where it's not. Like, you don't have that. They're, yeah. they're, they, they respect that you're a power lifter, but they're not power lifters. And it only goes so far until it's like you're always at the gym. You're freaking whatever. It becomes issues. And it becomes conflicting. And that's huge to have that. Well, we've had this conversation before. Even powerlifting or not, if they don't understand passion, then they'll never get it. I mean, like, it, it, I can, I can, it is great to have somebody that's yeah. there with you. But, I mean, it's also just somebody understanding a passion. Have a passion. I don't I don't understand somebody who doesn't have a passion. Yeah. You don't got a passion. It's not inspiring to me. And you probably don't get it. You could say, no, I get it. Until you're like six months deep. No, you don't get it. Then I don't get you either. Yeah. How do you not have any passion? Whereas, and you know, this is starting to be a bit of a trend too. Maybe we could ask uh, future interviews, but her boyfriend, Powerless, um, obviously Micah's dating Steph F, who's, yeah. who's a beast herself. I, we didn't even ask Kimberly or, um, or Brandon. But the, Brandon, Brandon said but the thing is, I wonder though, like, is I wonder if some of these people, like, with Isabella, she does it because she loves it. And she has a, like, there's definitely a passion. She enjoys it. She has fun with whatever else. But a lot of the other people we're interviewing are making a career of it because they're going to get into the programming, they're going to get into the stuff. Yeah. And is that out of pressure to be the best so that you be, you can 
you know, toss. You're living the so you can have to charge the most for your programs. I mean, yeah. like it's it's all elite stuff, right? Yeah. So if, if that's a lot of pressure, besides yeah. just being the best. To be that's another thing, Isabel. That's why, man, she's got a good attitude. Yeah, she doesn't have like. Her, she's, she's a student going to school, so she's not telling herself, Pilot, this is where I'm going to make my money. She's not telling herself, like... Uh, well, she'll have her own pressures. I mean, going to school and trying to get in lifting, I mean, that's that's got to be a lot. But in terms like, of balancing, for sure. Yeah. I just mean in terms of, I need this. Because yeah. with this comes this, this paycheck. Or with this comes, like, I got X amount of people I'm coaching, and there's expectations in that. She's had the expectations she puts on herself. I think that's why she's... And the, the fact that the door swung open for her in the sport, she's smashing records so quickly. Well, the thing is, I mean, you look at this, knock on wood, it's, it's the injuries, right? Like, you could be the best of the best, but you suffer one, one severe injury and you're out yeah. for a couple of years, you're off people's programs because you're not being, like, the best out there will still ask you for the programs, you know what I mean? The people that yeah. really want to go, but, but, but the people on that are just grabbing programs on Instagram and stuff. Oh, you, if, you, if you're not making a mark and you're not famous for that one minute, you're yeah. not selling a Oh, program. for sure. You, 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 if you were the champ in, like, 2014, they're like, who, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Who, the Conor McGregor, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, exactly. That's but it's true. Where, um, it's literally like, who's the champ right now? Yeah, who's the champ? I want his program. How yeah. did he get there? I want his program. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. People who's, are looking, you know, it's it's a, it's to me, it's kind of an easy way out sometimes because you're thinking, because no, no one program is going to work the same for everybody. you no, got oh, you, to build it for that person. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially turns, also some coaches have certain methods that they love to use and they're going to give it to all their clients and if it doesn't necessarily work for you that coach isn't for you and that happens yeah. there are certain coaches where you could be like they just straight up won't do but i don't like like uh, we know kimberly was saying i don't like doing sets over six or yeah. giving sets over six some people some are like hell yeah you look at jesse norris or um or uh joey flex and they're like Eight, volume, yeah, volume, yeah, or like so. It's it's it depends, and maybe you're like I like volume, or sometimes you're like you know what I find is though I need the weight on my back. I don't want the volume like that. Well, sometimes you see a lot of people too. Is is not just that, but like we talk always ask people about partials. Some people are like full range or nothing. They don't yeah. want to do. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to do partials. They don't yeah. want to. I think they just don't want to work on something they feel like isn't isn't exactly what they're heading towards, which is and a full does, range of motion. What Isabella said was true. Um, like for instance, a pull from the knees. By the time in, in your normal full range dead, when you pull from the ground, by the time it hits your knees, your body and what you're doing in that pull in that phase of the pull is completely different. Is if you start from the knees, when she was trying to say her hips go up, it's the hip pump to get break inertia off the ground. Yes, you do that. But when the when the weight hits your knees, you don't re hip pump it like it's already up there. But she's hip pumping. To pull it from the blocks, well, I, I understand where. It's I noticed totally Micah different. saying before, like I noticed on some of his, he said that it's harder for him to block pull than it is from the ground. He actually can pull less weight from a block pull yeah. than he can from the ground. Yeah. Well, it feels awkward. Yeah. To do certain things, and then um, uh, benching some people, again, in terms of when the board, when when the bar hits your chest, it's on a certain range of the arc, and when it's about four inches off the ground or off the ground off your chest, it's it's on a different path of the arc. But when you throw a board in there and touch, shit's different. You know, so when you pause it two inches up over, it feels different than when it goes all the way to the chest. Well, so it's on the trajectory is different. Well, it's, it's body mechanics too, because it's. I mean, people that longer rom like the range of motion. You can definitely the board presses are are good. I believe when you have a really short range of motion, like uh, Owen Hubbard. Like you know what I mean? Like how, yeah, yeah. how do you get a two board press? Like he he can't even get a board in on his normal yeah, press. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, his yeah, range yeah. of motion is four inches. So. Yeah. So I don't know if he would train with something like that, maybe at a different angle or less arch. Yeah. Like I don't know how he would do that. So yeah, yeah, man. Well, that's another guy who can have on here and ask him. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, I gotta eat. I'm hungry as fuck. That's fine. <laughs>